Well, good morning, church. You know, it's been 11 months the last time that I've been in this sanctuary to worship. The year has gone by very quickly, but it's been an interesting year, hasn't it, to say the least. I'd like to wish you a happy new year, 2021, right? I've entitled my message this morning, God Never Wastes Pain. Many people feel like they're living life right on the edge. The COVID pandemic has changed our world, our very existence, making it very difficult to maintain healthy friendships. Family involvement, marriages have been challenged, and career and job security is non-existent for many. And many people are overwhelmed. Forbes magazine um, says, it's a small comfort to know there's a specific Latin term that aptly summarizes 220, annus horribilis. Normally, it would seem unfair to brand an entire year as horrible, but in this year's case, there are few better descriptions. Annus horribilis is a, a Latin word that means horrible year. And what we're hoping for in 2020 is annus meribilis, which means a wonderful year. Amen? Amen. Well, Lewis Smead says, hope is to our spirit what oxygen is to our lungs. Lose hope and you die. They may not bury you for a while, but without hope you are dead inside. The only way to face the future is to fly straight into it on the wings of hope. Hope is the energy of the soul. Hope is the power of tomorrow. Uh, Val Friesen gave us a, a thousand-piece puzzle, and I think it'll come on the screen here. And I, I'm not sure if her intention was to torture us or to provide us with some relaxing to do. Now, it's in little squares as you can look at it, and so I started working on one of the squares on the side, about the third one down on your left, and there's one little piece that I cannot find. Every time I walk by that table, I walk with a sense of hope and think, do you suppose I'm going to find it this time? I always find another piece to fit in someplace else, but that one little piece that I need. But you know what? It keeps hope alive. Every time I go by, I'm hoping that I'm going to find that piece. Well, we sang the song this morning, or uh, the, the C.S. led us in a song, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. He is our source of hope. He's our reason for being. And he has a purpose for each one of our lives. Yes, 2020 was a very painful year for many of us. Pain affects many people, um, more people, you know, than heart disease, diabetes, or cancer. I bet if you looked in every one of your uh, medicine cabinets, you'd find painkillers, pain relievers, or pain reducers. We all experience pain in our lives. It may be physical, it may be emotional. 
It may be spiritual. God doesn't want us to ignore our pain. Pain will strike when we least expect it. Like the old nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. This kind of illustrates the state of our world and culture today. Everything is moving normally, then COVID-19 appears in the horizon Everything was going well for Mr. Humpty, but one day, while walking down the street, he decided to climb the wall and see what the world looked like out there. And we don't know exactly what happened, but he went tumbling. And he wasn't what he used to be. He laid on the concrete, shattered into hundreds of pieces. But notice where his help came from. It didn't come from his job. It didn't come from his friends. It didn't come from his neighbors. Instead, he came, it came from the king, the government. But you know what? All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. The tragedy was that Mr. Humpty put his hope in the government and the best of the land, but they couldn't help him. So I ask the question today, where... Or to whom do you turn when you're experiencing a desert situation? I heard this amazing song, and I found out this morning it was written by the Gaithers, but it was sung by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. And I, I listened to it this week a couple of times, and it, it just resonated with me, and I thought I want to share it with you this morning. And the words say this, I faced a mountain that I never faced before. That is why I'm calling on the Lord. I know it's been a while, but Lord, please hear my prayer. I need you like I never have before. Sometimes it takes a mountain. Sometimes the troubled sea. Sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. Forgive me, Jesus. I thought I could control whatever life would throw my way, but this I will admit, it brought me to my knees. I need you, Lord. I'm not ashamed to say sometimes it takes a mountain, sometimes a troubled sea, sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. But your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me. Amen? Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. Pain takes us out of our routine and pain spurs us on to action and out of our comfort zones. In Proverbs 20, verse 30, it says, Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. C.S. Lewis, in his book, The Problem of Pain, says this, God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is megaphone to rouse a deaf world. 
The human spirit will not even begin to try to surrender self-will as long as all seems well within. But pain insists on being attended to. It sometimes takes a, a painful experience to make us change our ways. And often we don't change when we see, uh, we see the light. We change when we feel the heat. And if you're going through physical pain, it will get stronger, it seems, or pain if you fill in the blank, that you will make a doctor's appointment whether you want to or not to get some relief. Or you're having marriage problems, and it may force you for the first time to be honest and share your true feelings. Or maybe you're going through substance abuse or addiction. And I hear that that has really been arising, especially among women at this particular time during this COVID uh, pandemic. You see, usually you have to hit rock bottom before you're willing to get help and change. And there's a story in the New Testament about a dad and his two sons, and we all know the story about the prodigal son. And here we have two sons. The oldest said, Dad, I'll stay, work the farm. And the other son said, not me. I want half my inheritance right now. I want to go. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And he takes off to a foreign land, we don't know exactly where he went, but he ended up spending all his money and, and he had to look for a job. And he gets a job feeding pigs. And there couldn't be anything worse for a Jewish boy to do than to feed pigs. He's experiencing the pain and loss and discouragement and likely depression, what have I done? I'll go back to the Father. God had to get this young man's attention. Has God ever used pain to get your attention? I believe this to be true, as C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but shouts to us in our pain. Think about it. When the kids are minding themselves and, and going to school, it's a good day, right? Or your marriage is going great. You're making lots of money. You've got job security. Work is fun. Everything is super duper. And we're not really listening to God. God sometimes whispers, don't forget me. But God shouts to us in our pain. Because when we're in pain, we cry out to God, where are you? And God shouts back, I've been here all along. I'm ready to help you. Then the pandemic strikes and our world changes dramatically. And if you're going through any kind of pain today, don't 
doubt God's love. Because it could be his desire to motivate you to make some changes for your own good. I've heard a number of people say, you know what, I've changed. I, uh, this thing has brought about some insight into my life that I didn't have before. I'm spending more time with my children. I'm, I'm seeing what is important in life. And it's not that bad. Pain can be a measuring stick to see what you're made of on the inside. It's a way of testing us to find out our true character. Someone has said people are like tea bags. You don't know what uh, is in them, <coughs> excuse me, until you put them in hot water. I would like for us to look for a few moments at how the Lord handles his children in preparation for the particular task that uh, he has ordained for each one of us. He takes us into the desert. And I'm not talking about the Mojave Desert or the Sahara Desert in February. I'm talking about the Mojave and the Sahara Desert in July and the blistering heat. The Hebrew word for desert is midbar. Midbar. And it comes from the verb dabar, which means to speak. You see, God speaks to us in our desert times, in those times of pain and times of disappointment and discouragement and despair, those desert moments. The desert is a place where the Lord strips away the things that we hang on to for comfort. Have you ever wondered why the children of Israel wandered for 40 years when they could have made it to the promised land in two weeks? But they went 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Why was that? Maybe God wanted to test them. If they would have gone directly, they would have thought it's all about us. And the character is rarely developed in two weeks. In Deuteronomy 8.2, it says this, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. And this is why he did it, to humble you and to test you in order to know what was on your heart. God already knew what was on their hearts. They had to discover what was on their hearts themselves, whether or not you would keep his commands. <coughs> it's easy to be faithful to God when things are going great. But are we faithful to God when we're going through some pain? Sometimes that's why God uses pain, to test us, to refine us. Maybe some of you are going through a desert experience right now. Your desert experience might not be 40 years. It might be four years or four months or four weeks. You know that being in the desert, things can dry up quickly. Your pain or desert might be caring for an aged person for an extended period of time. It might be confinement. 
It might be ill health, personal pain and hardship and heartache, loss of loved ones to death or to another lover, divorce, moving away from family and friends, failure in school and frustration, boring workplace, a thankless job or joblessness. The Bible tells us that God finds us in the desert. In Deuteronomy 32, 10, it says, In the desert land he found him. In a barren and hollow waste, he guarded him. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. God finds his children in the desert. You know, the, he, he says he, he guarded him as the apple of his eye. And you know, the most guarded place in our body is our eye. And he says he guards us. God finds the right desert that you need so that you might be stripped of crutches so that he can teach and prepare you for kingdom work. God does not waste pain. God found him in the barren, hollow waste. Ever been in the desert? In the desert, we learn four things that God does. He shields us, circles us. He cares for us. He guards us as the pupil of his eye. And he guides you as he alone can do. There's no one else can guide you in your desert. Only God. Only God. Good health and strength all your life, and then you're told you have a spot on your lung. Or you're benched because a better player came along, and the list goes on. And sometimes God uses pain to protect me from something far worse. Pain can be a blessing in disguise. It was for me. Last May, I was out doing my regular walk in the morning, and for two or three weeks, I had been experiencing some chest pain. But this one day, the pain was spreading from shoulder to shoulder and down my arm, and I thought, you know, I better go home and check this out. And I got my iPad out, and I, I checked to see what these symptoms might be indicating, and it said to me, you're perhaps having a heart attack. So I said, Carol, this is what I'm experiencing. Maybe we should go to urgent care, and they confirmed my diagnosis that I was truly having a heart attack. And uh, when they did the angiogram, they found out I had three main arteries that were 100% blocked, a blood clot on my heart, and 80% blockage in others, and I had to have a triple bypass within a few days. And they kept saying to me, you are so lucky. You are so lucky. You are so lucky. And then I realized, pain can be a blessing. I responded to it. Pain protects us. Do you know, in the Middle Eastern, shepherds have an unusual way of dealing with sheep that wander off. They will break their back leg, and then they'll put a stint on it. And so then they have to stay close to the shepherd, and that protects them from going, wandering off and being consumed by wolves or a bear or whatever. And uh, 
they could not run off and, and, and do what they wanted. Sometimes God might have to put a splint on our legs uh, in our lives to keep us from wandering away from him when we need him most. To prevent us from getting involved in something we know we shouldn't get involved in. And that's why pain can be a blessing in disguise. You look at the story of Joseph. He was hated by his siblings. He was sold into slavery, falsely accused and thrown into prison, and he was overlooked. Becomes the number two guy in Egypt, and he saves Egypt from a famine and Israel from distinction. And when he meets his brothers, this is what he said. And these were the brothers that sold him. He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. See, there is blessing in pain because God uses pain and desert experiences to mature us. In James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow and don't try to squirm out of your problems and then you will be ready for anything strong in character, full and complete. And there's no shortcut to Christ-likeness. 1 Peter 4.19 says, If you are suffering according to God's will, keep on doing what is right and trust yourself to the God who made you for he will never fail you. Do you believe that? Trust yourself to the God who made you because he will never fail you. Others will, but God won't. Sometimes it takes a mountain. Sometimes a troubled sea. Sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles may be. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. I was reading uh, Laurel's resignation, and I thought, what a wonderful example of using the pain in your life to bring honor and glory to God. And I asked her if it would be okay with her if I read part of this to you because it spoke to my heart. And I thought, this is what it's all about, you know. What will you do with your pain? And this was her response. God has really opened my eyes to the world of families with sick children and to medical staff and doctors that care for them. I think I can get through this. Again, I believe nothing is wasted. And I do think God is preparing me for this life we are now living with Barth syndrome and a lifelong diagnosis of doctor's appointments, hospital admissions, and surgeries. While we pray ultimately for healing in this life, I do see God's hand in having us where we are in Calgary and inside a world that is broken, hurting, dying, and desperately in need of a Savior. Those who know me well know that a few years ago I was considering going the route of education to become a hospital chaplain to work at the children's hospital. 
I find it interesting in the light of where we are now and believe that my role here and in the future will be unofficially be a pastor to those I come in contact with in this new world. That spoke to my heart. And I thought, that's what it's all about. It's recognizing that God will take us and permits us to go through desert experiences in order to prepare us, to mature us to the place that we can become his hands extended to a needy world. And what a beautiful example of what someone is doing with their pain. Sometimes it takes a mountain, sometimes a troubled sea, sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me, sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. Are you trusting Jesus today? In this time of isolation, shutdowns, job insecurities, relationship problems, who are you turning to for help? God is our source of strength. And he promises us, he said, and we know that all things work together for good. Not the best. The best would be that the pandemic never happened but for good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And if you love God and you want his purpose to be fulfilled in your life, you can trust that he's going to take today's situation, your desert, and he's going to make it into something good for you. The Lord bless you. Ryan, the C.S. are going to uh, lead us in a song right now. <clears throat> This uh, closing song we're going to do, um, you might have heard it on, on the radio, um, and it's a, it's a type of song I typically don't, don't do, but it, I think it, it goes really well with, with Blaine's message today, and, and it, is, it does have really powerful words. So, um. Blessing buried 
Thank you, Stephanie and Ryan. Wasn't that an amazing song? Jesus is there. And no matter where you are in your life today, you can turn to Christ. He is our source of strength. He's our hope, of, our source of hope. And he gives us purpose. He will not abandon us in our time of need, but he will meet you at your point of need. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the privilege of gathering together today as the church, for those that have gathered here in this sanctuary and for those who are at home worshiping. We pray your blessing upon them. And may our lives be a reflection of the hope that you instill within each one of us. And may we be enveloped in your peace and your presence as we live in our world today. Conspire through our faithfulness to create in the hearts of others a desire to know this peace and hope. So bless us today. And now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week.